Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode 24, week 24 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of February 18th through February 21st in AP dual credit biology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers for the week, quiz on Tuesday and Friday with a possible fun DNA extraction lab as well. In this week's second segment, I'll announce the nominees for each period for the Oscar Award for Best Mitosis Clamation Video in a segment I'm calling And the Nominees Are. In addition to the six nominees, there will be two extra nominees selected by me, your master of the biological arts. And in our final segment, we bring back to the podcast five questions with Mr. V, while I interview our guest or guests and ask five questions to get to know our guests just a little bit better. And this week, our guests are three current students in AP Biology, so stay tuned. Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V Needs to Pay the Mortgage. This episode is brought to you by DNA Methylation. Hey, are you in need of turning off some genes? Do you maybe have an overactive agouti gene making you or your mouse overeat? Maybe some overactive genes that are making you make some weird or awful decisions like constantly shooting or watching TikTok videos instead of studying? Or maybe genes making you decide that Crocs with socks or buying 26 shirts of a university is cool. Well, stop these genes with DNA methylation. That's right. DNA methylation will stop those genes from being transcribed by adding methyl groups to cytosines in the promoter region, blocking transcription factors from binding and turning off those genes. That's right, turning off those genes that are making your mouse overeat and causing you to make those ridiculous decisions in your life. So next time your overactive genes are driving you a little bonkers, try DNA methylation. Side effects of DNA methylation can be permanent inactivation of genes, puppy kicking, severe anal fissures, uncontrolled flatulence, excessive nasal mucus, permanent loss of brain function, and an increased abduction by aliens. And we're back. So let's go ahead and hit that old 1980s rewind button and review the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. This week in class, being a short week and an exam week, our only topics we discuss and will review are DNA packaging and gene control in eukaryotic cells along with bacterial gene control. So let's begin by reviewing DNA packaging, how eukaryotic cells fit nearly 3 meters or 9 feet of DNA into their nucleus. Well first, the genome is already in its double helix structure, so we can consider that the first level. Then it starts to wrap itself, the double helix, around proteins called histones. They wrap around the histones, which are spherical proteins that come in packs of eight, like thread being wrapped around a spool. They are attracted to each other due to their opposite charges, with histones having a positive charge and DNA having a negative charge. Now, when the DNA wraps itself around the histones, we call this structure a nucleosome, and the DNA will wrap themselves around several histones, forming several thousands of these nucleosomes, giving DNA at this level of packaging a beads on a 
string look when viewed underneath a microscope. The next level of folding only begins when the cell starts mitosis and enters prophase, when the chromosomes condense. And this is when the nucleosomes, the beads on a string, sort of start to collapse on themselves, kind of folding themselves into a chromatin fiber, a 30 nanometer chromatin fiber. Then the 30 nanometer chromatin fiber starts to make these loop domains on a protein scaffold, which sort of looks like a sunflower. Then the protein scaffold with the loop domains gets squashed in like an accordion into its chromosome structure, the chromosome structure we're used to seeing in that X shape. Now, the levels of high organization and folding is already one way gene expression is controlled. Areas of DNA that are highly folded and condensed are called heterochromatin, and these areas or regions of genes will be off or not accessible to transcription factors or RNA polymerase too, so no transcription. Areas of DNA that are more loosely packed and not tightly bound to histones are called euchromatin, and these genes or regions of genes will be active or on because RNA polymerase and transcription factors will have access to these genes. So genes will be transcribed. Another way that eukaryotic cells can control their gene expression is by DNA methylation and histone acetylation. Now in DNA methylation, proteins will add methyl groups to cytosines in the promoter regions of genes, initially blocking transcription factors and RNA polymerase from binding and transcribing the gene. So in other words, they shut down genes or turn them off. Now in histone acetylation, proteins will add acetyl groups to histones disrupting their positive charge and releasing the tightly wound DNA, which now allows transcription factors and RNA polymerase access to the genes and transcription of the genes. So in other words, genes are now turned on. So to recap, DNA methylation turns off genes and histone acetylation turns on genes. Now, for a long time, we thought that the genes we have told the entire story when it comes to structure and function. But the recently new field of epigenetics has transformed the way that we think about the genome, how the environment, like the chemicals that we're exposed to, the amount of stress we have, our diet, the amount of sleep we get, all those can actually cause methylation of some of our DNA, shutting down some genes and even passing down this methylation to our offspring. Now, we'll continue to expand our knowledge of epigenetics in our next unit of genetics and also watching more of the Nova documentary called Ghost in Our Genes. Now, when it comes to bacteria and their genetics, they're not as complex as eukaryotic organisms. With no introns or RNA processing, they have all their genes for a related metabolic function all together in neat packages called operons. Now, besides all genes for the related metabolic function being together, operons and bacteria will also contain the promoter region with a tata box and an operator, a DNA binding site for a repressor protein. The repressor protein and operator will act as an on-off switch for the genes. When the repressor protein is bound to the operator in the operon, the gene is off due to it blocking RNA polymerase from transcribing the gene. When the repressor is off the operator in the operon, the gene is 
on as there is nothing blocking RNA polymerase and it's able to transcribe the genes. There are two examples of bacterial functional operons we discussed. The first one is the TRIP operon, the tryptophan operon, where five genes are transcribed, then are translated into five enzymes that synthesize or produce tryptophan, a necessary amino acid in proteins. Initially, these genes are always on and hence synthesizing tryptophan. Now the repressor protein is being produced as well, it just doesn't have the conformational shape to bind to the operator until the concentration of tryptophan is high and it no longer needs to make it. Then the tryptophan binds to the repressor, changing its shape, and now it's able to bind to the operator, causing the genes to be turned off and halting the production of tryptophan, which is okay because now there's already enough tryptophan in the environment that's it, that it does not need to continue to produce it. Now this type of operon is called a repressible operon because it's always on, those genes were always on, and only the high concentration of tryptophan repressed it and turned it off. Now another type of operon is called an inducible operon. In our example we discussed is the LAC operon or the lactose operon. Now in the LAC operon there are three genes that when transcribed and translated will produce enzymes that will catabolize, that will break down the sugar lactose. Initially these genes, this operon is off due to the repressor protein being in the operator site when lactose levels are low or absent, which is fine because the cell doesn't want to waste energy or resources producing enzymes that it's not going to be using. However, when the lactose levels become present and high in concentration, the lactose binds to the repressor protein, changes its shape, and falls off the operator, allowing RNA polymerase to transcribe the genes, producing the enzymes that will break down this new energy source, lactose. Now we call this an inducible operon because these genes were initially off and high concentrations of lactose will induce these genes to be turned on, allowing them to break down this new food source. Well, those were the main topics discussed this week. Now let's recap the major events and activities for the week. Tuesday was FRQ day over protein synthesis to cell division and Wednesday was part one of the multiple choice part of the exam over chapters 12, 13, and 17. Thursday concluded the exam with part two of the multiple choice with an additional 18 questions to the 40 questions on part one. Students will get the results of the exam on Monday. On Friday, students worked on the POGO worksheet activity over bacterial gene control to strengthen their knowledge over the TRIP and LAC operon. And with that, it concludes our review of the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. And now for our second segment called And the Nominees Are, where I'll reveal the nominees for Best Mitosis Clamation Video for each period, so the race for the Oscar award will narrow to only a few. So our first nominee for first period for Best Mitosis Clamation Video is David M. and Giovanni C. with Doodle Bob's Adventures in Mitosis. Congratulations! Our second nominee for second period for Best Mitosis Clamation Video is Alessandra A. and Lauren H. for Toy Story Mitosis. Congratulations! 
Our next nominee for third period for Best Mitosis Clamation video is Lisa M for 8-Bit Mitosis. Congratulations! The nominee for sixth period for Best Mitosis Clamation video is Zia K and Ria S for Mitosis Candyland. Congratulations! Our next nominee for 7th period goes to Kendall C and Parker M for TikTok Mitosis. Congratulations! Our next nominee for 8th period goes to Mia K for Cell Division Recipe. Congratulations! And now we are down to our last nominees and we have two additional nominees which were liked by several and especially by me as well. So our next nominee for best mitosis claymation video goes to Megan M for frozen mitosis. Congratulations. And our last nominee for the Oscar in best mitosis claymation goes to Helena J for Powerpuff mitosis. Congratulations. Now these eight nominees will be seen and voted by a selected secret group of teachers around the world and the winner will be revealed in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. And now for our final segment, Five Questions with Mr. V, where I'll ask five questions to our special guests to get to know them just a little bit better. And this week, my guests are three top-notch academic Johnson students. Welcome, Megan Morose, Bianca Castillo, and Emily Gwynn. So welcome to Five Questions with Mr. V. And today we are joined not by one, not two, but three students, a trio of academic nerdness and awesomeness. And who are these students forming this unholy union? Well, I'll let them introduce themselves. So today we have joining us. I'm Bianca. I'm a senior. I'm Megan. I'm also a senior. And I'm Emily, and I'm also a senior. So a trio of seniors. Now, okay, are you guys ready for five questions? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So here's our first question. Um, I think the audience and myself want to know is how did this unholy friendship form? Uh, was it instant? Was it something where you guys saw each other and were you like, oh, wow, did we just become best friends? Or did it take some time? Did you guys both, maybe two of you met and then a third one came along? Can you tell us the story of your friendship? So Emily and I actually first met at Tejeda in eighth grade in our computer editing class. And then we were forced into a group together because we didn't have friends. And then um, and then in bio in freshman year, we also were forced into partners because we also didn't have friends. And then, then how did Bianca get into the picture? So I actually knew Bianca in eighth grade, but we didn't actually talk to each other. And then uh, what was it? And line one is when we talked to each other because we were forced in the class also. So the classes, like uh, group activities, kind of force you guys to start forming this friendship? Yeah, because we're all kind of introverted. Yeah. yeah. Wow, excellent. Well, that sounds good. And we all know that you guys now have a very strong friendship. Um, okay, well, my next question is, in friendships, you know, there's usually roles that people fill in these friendships. Like, you know, there's the smart one, and there's the one that's risk taker, and there's the one that's more conservative. So I want to know the dynamic. So first question, who's the big brain? Who is the most intellectual of this group 
Now, I'll start off. You guys are all geniuses. But who would you say is the most intellectual? I think the person that would make the most, like, good choices would probably be Bianca or me. But... Yeah, it's either Bianca and I, or yeah, because I don't think I would trust Megan to make decisions. Yeah, I'm I'm a little impulsive. Yeah, but it's fine. Okay, well, actually, that will lead to uh, Bianca and Emily maybe being more on the intellectual. Well, my next one, I guess, would fit you. Who's the risk taker? The wild one, the one that pushes the group to the limits. Yeah, that's probably me. <laughs> I, I do crazy stuff. Yeah. Some people cut in front of us in line today at the lunch line. And I, I almost went off. Oh, so you, you said it straight. You make sure no, yeah. it's going to, something's going to be done. Yes, wow. correct. Okay, well, that's interesting. Well, uh, who's the quiet one? Who's the conservative of the group? Or maybe known as the party pooper. Bianca doesn't like going places a lot. <laughs> she would rather be at home. Also with body. Emily too, so I think it's me who's the crazy one. But they they like being at home. Uh, you're the one that forces them to possibly go yes. out. Yep. Okay. Uh, last one. Who's the most flirtatious of the group? <laughs> <laughs> or how about this? Who has the most style? Say something. Um, I guess it's me. <laughs> I guess, you know, I would say yeah. I think style wise, you do bring the style to our class because so. Emily and Megan they are kind of lazy in the morning and they just <laughs> they're on whatever but i planned my outfits the night before so yeah hey. well okay now here's question number three what do you guys do when you hang out i mean besides studying ap bio which i'm sure happens frequently what fun cool non-school related shenanigans do you guys partake in oh uh, whenever we're not at school we usually go to the mall or like um play just dance at home and like uh do karaoke sing like taylor swift and all that kind of stuff <laughs> karaoke nice and what mall? What mall do you guys visit? Is we, that still a thing? Yeah, we like going to La Cantera because it's big. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and besides what I've heard something about a dance part. What do you guys do? A dance thing? Or uh, just yeah, dance. we play just dance and it's a competition and Emily always wins. Oh, wow. And do you guys ever just like uh, shoot some of those TikTok videos that I the, see people doing of all those that, weird that's dances? That's all Bianca. <laughs> that's Bianca. That's, yeah. So she's the TikTok master maybe? Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, well, here is our next question. With prom coming up pretty soon, I think the audience wants to know, first of all, are you guys going to the prom? Um, well, so me and Bianca are going. So there's somebody else here whose name starts with an E and ends with a Y who doesn't want to go. So, uh, Oh, and have you guys tried pushing her, blackmailing her, yes. maybe so, kidnapping her and taking her? Yeah, so we're thinking about doing that. It hasn't gotten to that point yet, but it's probably going to happen soon when tickets go on sale. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think it's something, Emily, you should do. It's your senior year. It's your senior year. Um, <laughs> now, what's that night going to look like for you guys? What are you guys going to do? Um, we're going to get all pretty and then <laughs> we're going to eat dinner and then we're going to take pictures and then dance. That's problem, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds like a good time. Uh, okay, so our final question. As seniors and pretty successful seniors, uh, what advice would you give to junior listeners that are about to enter their senior year? Uh, personally, I would recommend to not stress the small stuff. Um, if you fail that quiz, you gotta get over it. Is it. I know you probably spent a long time studying, but you just gotta get over it. And then you gotta push on and do better next time. Yeah, so you gotta make sure you don't stress because then your telomeres will shorten and then you'll you'll have a short life. But anyways, um, I also say like don't let senioritis set in too early because I know a lot of juniors already have senioritis and they're juniors. So just try to hold out till the end. 
Um, I would say start your college applications in the summer before your senior year and try to get a lot of it done and also um, join clubs and get leadership roles. Well, that's all excellent advice. Well, that was awesome. I definitely feel like I know you guys a lot better, maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on Five Questions with Mr. V. Uh, one final question before we end the segment. AP Biology, greater than or equal to AP Chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, it depends on what the context is. Like, like, what, what, in what way? Yeah, and what just overall the class itself. Your choices are it's either greater than or equal to. Oh, I think in terms of labs, I think AP Chem is more fun. But um, I think being oh, in the well, class for yeah. AP Bio is a, little, is, is a little better. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're in agreement. Yes, they do some fun labs. Some explosions I always hear popping <laughs> sounds over there. Yes. Well, excellent. Once again, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Bianca, Megan, and Emily for being on Five Questions with Mr. V. Hey, are you interested in getting interviewed and being a guest on Five Questions with Mr. V? If so, send me a message on Inmoto or email me at ovelas at nisd.net that you are interested and I'll keep you in consideration for being a future guest on Five Questions with Mr. V. And now for a couple of reminders for the week. Tuesday will be our next quiz over DNA packaging and gene control. So make sure to review your notes and understand those models, those diagrams of the TRIP and LAC operon. On Friday, we'll have another quiz over Mendel and Punnett squares, which we'll start discussing on Monday. One last reminder, those of you who miss any part of the exam or FRQ, remember you only have a limited time to make up your assessments. So make sure you come in and take care of your business. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 24, week 24 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Velasquez Productions. Once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Feel free to email me at ovelas at nisd.com with any comments or feedback and also follow me on twitter at apbology mr v also follow the podcast on the new instagram page called evolving with mr v and help me get that verified status well this is your host mr oscar velasquez your master of the biological arts signing off and reminding you to please please for your professor's sake wash your hands frequently and stay healthy